Hello everybody at CubbyCast, it's Leslie Jane Seymour and I'm really excited today to have two women who I met when I was running More Magazine. They just called me up and they came in and they are reinventors. They live in Savannah and they, Savannah, Georgia, and they decided that they were going to get into the beauty business. And Cindy Edwards and Stephanie Duttenhaver, and the name of their product is called Sapolo Skin Care. It's a very high-end product, gorgeously packaged. It's one of those items you're going to put out on your uh, on your dresser or wherever because it's so stunningly beautiful, and you won't even throw the package away when you're done with it. And these ladies decided they were going to reinvent themselves. They had done small things together in terms of volunteering in different places, as you'll hear. And then they just jumped feet first into the beauty business. Plane Ride happened to hook them up with one of the top advisors in the beauty business. And it is a wonderful story about kismet and about how if you dream something, it can come true. And also about make sure you go to every event you can and go to every place you can because you never know who you're going to meet. Anyway, I'm thrilled to have with us Cindy Edwards and Stephanie Duttenhaver of Sapelo Skin Care from Savannah, and we welcome them. We're so excited to have Cindy Edwards and Stephanie Duttenhaver of Sapelo Skin Care here with us today. These are two lovely ladies who I met back in my More Magazine days. And they are entrepreneurs in the skincare area. And the thing that just blew my mind is wait to see the packaging. I know we're, we're not visual right here, but you'll have to go on the Covey Club site and see their stunning packaging. And they've got a whole sort of all natural, different point of view on their products. And I'm so excited to have both of them here. Welcome to both of you from Savannah, Georgia. Thank you, Leslie. It's so nice to be with you today. Good morning. It's Stephanie Good Dutton morning. Here. So I think let's start with um, how did each of you find your way into being an entrepreneur? How did you, you're not likely entrepreneurs, so talk a little bit about each of your backgrounds and then how you got this going because this podcast is all about reinvention and women reinventing themselves and you weren't in the beauty business it's not you know a segue out of something you've been doing for 30 years how did you guys make the leap so one of you can jump well, in and start <laughs> well thank you for asking we um it's just been a wonderful journey stephanie and i met each other working together on a, a board here in savannah a community board and we really enjoyed working together. I'm from a very small town, about an hour northwest of Savannah called Claxton. I was born in Savannah, but reared in that small town. And, um, you know, always loved really the idea of starting a project, seeing something come together and working on an event, really mostly events. And so through our work together, we just really um, developed a great friendship and I think a mutual respect for each other's um, the things that we both brought to the table and recognized our different strengths. And so just 
we'd always been interested in skin care and really taking care of ourselves. Both of our husbands are physicians, and we were always interested in what was going on and what was changing, not just in skin care, but in health in general. And we uh, just on a really a crazy kind of day, we just decided we'd start a skincare company. And that's been almost six years ago. And we've spent, as you said, a lot of time working on the, on the packaging, but even more time working on the product and something that we would be proud of and that would really reflect, you know, our Southern heritage. And here we are today talking with you. Awesome. Do, go ahead. No, hi. Um, well, um, as Cindy said, we, um, I grew up in Savannah. Um, I have been an entrepreneur for years. I've started many small businesses, and all of them have had um, very mild success, but not enough to where I've continued on and on. And, um, and so um, the, the skin care was something that I had an interest in all of my life, but it took a while for me to realize, or it took actually a moment for me to realize that it, uh, that it really became a passion. And so that's how we embarked on this journey together. You know, it was also at an interesting time, Leslie, where uh, mm -hmm. for me particularly, I had um, reared, you know, two children and been really at home most of the time working in my community and doing things like that, but to start something like this, it's something that I, I always felt that passion that I really wanted to do something. I wanted to do something that I felt like could make a difference, not just in my life, but in other people's lives as well. And this has been a fabulous journey. And I think that the neat thing about doing it at our age and stage is you learn so much about yourself and you really learn what has changed in the industry as you go back to work and you see the things that are that are happening out there. And it's exciting for us to be a part of it, to meet people like you and to um, really be creating something. And so both of you could have just lived your life on and never done anything different or got, become entrepreneurs. Were you always kind of the kids who sat there and had another project on the side while you were doing whatever you were doing? Is this a logical step? A lot of people say, why would <laughs> well, I do this at this point in my life? Our friends don't think it's a logical step because, as you said, some of them are slowing down and doing different things. And, yes, we could have done that. But I wouldn't trade the journey we're on for anything in the world because I think it's so interesting to see what you can do and that you can reinvent yourself. And certainly, um, you know, it's, it's been amazing, really. Will you guys tell us how old you are for your reinvention? Not older <laughs> for women reinventing themselves. I don't mind at all. I'm 53 years old. Oh, you're a baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, that's what I tell her every single day. <laughs> um, I have a very, very big birthday coming up in about a week. Um, I'm going to turn 60. Awesome. And, um, Welcome to the club. Yeah. It's a great place to be. <laughs> well, you know what's really funny is that when I turned 50, I woke up angry on that day. I was so mad that I turned 50. Really? And I was taking some psychology classes at a local community college, and they were psychology classes. And so I wrote a paper on aging and menopause. And I was just so afraid of turning 50 and age, the whole aging process. And now that I'm 60, I look back and see this has been the most productive decade of my life. I have gotten, um, I went back and got a degree in psychology. 
Oh, wonderful. I'm getting my the, master's in uh, sustainability. So awesome. Yeah, it's been a really, um, it's, it's funny how you can turn anger into something really positive. And, Absolutely. Um, and so, I'm not so worried about the six O. So I'm I'm happy to share it and um it's it's just it's gonna be another great decade. And what do you think you worked out? Why were you angry at fifty? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think it's just I think it's a mental thing. I think uh -huh. that having birthdays and aging, which is, you know, part of the reasons why we're on this journey with Sapolo, we all get birthdays and we all age. It's inevitable. And it's tough, and it's tough for women. We see what's going in and um, what's happening in our society at the moment. Yes. And I just think it was just a milestone. Um, it's it's truly you're out of you know you're you're moving out of middle age. Yes. Um, and our children had left the home at the same time, so we had that yes. empty nest syndrome. And it just fifty. It, it's a tough time. Um, it was for me anyway. So. Um, so now I'm not afraid of 60 after looking back at the last 10 years. And do you think that having reinvented yourself is part of that, that you look back and you say, wow, what an accomplishment. Who knew I could do this at this yeah. point in my life? This was not expected. Absolutely. I mean, as Cindy said, we had so many friends look at us and say, do y'all have any idea what you are doing? You, you just, you can't do this. Um, and, <laughs> you know, I have, I have, I have now they're saying, how did you do yeah. it? But then they were saying, either you can't do it. You know, in fact, some people yes. say that we should have a whole different business, and that is tr helping people get a startup up and off the ground because it's so complicated. And every phase has just been, um, every phase has been wonderful because we both love learning. Um, yes. We love that the creative process, but also um, we, we keep thinking each phase is going to get easier, but in fact, it's, each phase is just as difficult as the last one, but we actually love the challenge. And so um, I have a quote on my office, and it's by Larry Page, and it says, it's often easier to make progress on mega ambitious dreams since no one else is crazy enough to do it. You have little competition. Well, mm -hmm. you know, these are one of the things that we just, you know, that we look at each other and say, yeah, we were crazy, but we did it. We did do it, and it's exciting. That's so wonderful, and I love the idea of, I call the Covey Club members, they are lifelong learners, and I do believe that that is one of the keys to aging well, is if you're curious and you keep that love of learning going, mm -hmm. and you don't, then you don't stop. If you, if you, you don't decide stop. that you're just, you're over, you're done for at 50 or 45 or whatever that number is, you can indeed be there. But if you keep that trajectory, I really believe you can keep learning all of, you know, 70s, 80s, whatever you want to do and still live your life the way you did before. Well, I'll tell you, when I turned 50, a really good friend called me and she said, you know, this is a big birthday for you. I'm going to go over to uh, Korea on a bike ride. I want you to come. And I was like, nah, I don't know. Oh about my that. God, that's I'm not, cool. I'm not, I'm not a big bike rider as Stephanie will attest to. She would do that trip, but that would not be. And I said, I don't know about that. And she goes, you know, you're turning 50. And she says, you've really got to do things that scare you all the time. Get out of your comfort zone and do things that's that right. you're afraid of. And I will tell you something that there are moments when we are, this is a big deal. We are, there is fear in doing it. 
but there is a certain yes. joy to conquering that and to continuing to learn not just about ourselves and each other, the friendship that's developed, but really about learning so much about the world. And really, I think that one of the benefits to what we're doing, we both have, we both have sons, we have boys, and watching those young men watch us is the best part of all of this for me because we can't quit. We really can't. We've got to oh, I love them. it. Those Good. boys, we've got to show them what we're doing. We've got to show them we can keep doing it and letting them see the struggles and uh, and sharing in the joys. And, you know, every now and then, both of our boys, we packed an order one day and Stephanie's son came over and it was hysterical because he was showing us, you know, everything that we needed to do. And it was it's just been a fun, great life, life journey for us. How fabulous. So let's talk a little bit about the... Um, what they know about beauty that the rest of us don't because you're taking a lot of the sort of Southern beauty approach and you're also taking a lot from Savannah. Can you talk a little bit about that, about your packaging and um, what the whole point is? Well, um, you know, Cindy and I both came out this, we, we kind of came at it from two different directions. Um, but one thing that we both are very familiar with is growing up in a very hot, harsh, sunny climate. And we knew from a young age how hard that was on your skin. And, um, you know, our mothers taught us at a very young age how to protect our skin, how to protect it from the harsh environment. Um, and so we, you know, we kind of looked to our heritage, the, we look to our mothers, our grandmothers, to really, to, to, when we were looking at Sapelo, we knew that there was something in this, this ethos of, of being gentle to your skin, taking care of your skin. And, um, and so that was kind of the conversation that started between the two of us. It, it really was. We looked back, you know, and thought about, for me particularly, I looked at my grandmother, who had never, ever used retinols had laser treatments, done any of this stuff. And she really had a beautiful, beautiful complexion. And she always took very good care of herself, stayed out of the sun. Um, you know, I can remember watching her at her vanity, you know, put on her creams at night and take care of herself. And then I looked at my friends, the ones that were turning 50 along with me and saw the panic that they were having and some of the things that they were doing, Leslie. And what I noticed is that, the more stuff they did, the redder their faces were. They were flaking mm. all the time, and it was mm. just continual. Mm. And it just didn't. It just didn't feel. It just didn't feel right. So we really got into looking at what people were doing out there, and going back into the things that we had been taught in terms of traditions of really taking care of yourself. And um, that I think just it, it started the ball rolling and really moved us toward looking at the science of a product that we could create. And also at stepping back and, you know, teaching young people to take care of themselves. And that, um, you know, it, it's funny. I told somebody the other day when they were, they were asking us these same questions, and I said, you know, it's interesting. In the South, we are taught to, you know, you look at we love pearls and we love our silver. And we were taught to gently take care of them. And certainly our complexions are right up there with something that we you know, want to take care of, and you'd never put a harsh chemical, do anything harsh. It's all about gentle care, and mm -hmm. that's where we came in with the, the development of our product. What was um, your the southern history of, of 
preventing sun damage? Was it was it wearing hats and staying out of the sun, or was it um, using sunscreen? Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, hats. We, we both do different things. It's interesting that you're, mm -hmm. because I wore hats and stayed out of the sun. Stephanie enjoyed, I think. Yeah, I'm more of an outdoor person. Right. So, I mean, I, I, use, I use hats too, but I also use a lot of sunscreen. Mm -hmm. um, my husband is a radiation oncologist, and so he deals with a lot of skin cancer. And, um, and so, you know, he's been, you know, telling me for decades, you know, the most important thing you can do is wear that sunscreen. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, getting back to like that, that aha moment, when I was around, I guess around 48, I wanted to go get a chemical peel because I saw so many people doing it. And my husband, um, he, he literally just persuaded me not to do it. He said, let's research this a little bit more. He said, because I don't understand how in my business, if I give a second degree burn, it can be a complication, but you're going to pay somebody to burn your skin, Stephanie. And I just don't think, I think we need to look into this further before mm -hmm. we do that. And so that's where I personally, I didn't even know Cindy yet, but we were, I started looking into all of the different um, procedures, the dermatological procedures, and I had never used Retin-A's before, but um, we just started looking into to all of the things that were available, and they were becoming more and more prevalent in the market, you know, year by year by year, and they were expanding from, you know, plastic surgery, surgery offices to dermatolo dermatology to um, med spas. I mean, they just, you know, you know how prevalent they are. Yes. And so that's kind of what started me on the journey. I started looking at what is happening with all of these quick fix, um, basically skin injuring, skin damaging procedures. Mm -hmm. And so you guys wanted to do something completely different. So talk about your product and how you came up with it, what the items are, just in general, with, you know, one or highlighting okay. one or two and different. Okay. Well, what we did was, I mean, we learned about controlled inflammation, which is how all of these products and procedures work. They, they work by burning or injuring the skin in order to recruit your immune system um, to repair and replace. And that is where inflammation comes in. And it's, it's a beneficial reaction that your system has. It heals. But what we, what we started feeling 10 years ago was that this low-level inflammation, you know, we know that it plays a part in cancer and arthritis and hypertension and heart disease, Crohn's disease, and now they're even saying, you know, Alzheimer's. And so we wondered, we know that, we know how these other products and procedures work when they injure the skin and how it recruits your immune system. But we wondered, could we develop a system that mimicked that, uh, that cascade of peptides that's released to, by your immune system when it's injured, but do it topically with no damage? So that we're actually creating, we're not killing the cells, we're actually encouraging the cells to make more collagen and elastin without any damage, injury, or cell death. So our core line is our three-step system, and we went to, you know, we, we put together a team of cosmetic scientists and physicians who looked at creating a system that, um, a skincare system that could be applied topically that mimicked the immune system response, mm -hmm. but without any damage to skin cells. And that's our renewing serum, which is step one, mm -hmm. and our rejuvenating cream, which is step two. Mm -hmm. And they work together to signal the body's cell system, the skin cells, the collagen and elastin cells. They signal for the 
cell to get ready to reproduce, and then we inject the peptides topically, um, the peptides and all the vitamins, minerals, and micronutrients needed to build a skin cell. And you know what else, Steph, um, Leslie, that we did that I think is pretty fabulous is we committed ourselves to creating the highest quality of product with, without any plastics, dimethicones, silicones, any of those things. And I'll tell you, it's really hard to find something like that on the market that's not just loaded with a lot of junk. So we have right. the highest quality of ingredients and also the, the biggest quantity of those ingredients, quality ingredients. In fact, Leslie, we have a cosmetic laboratory in Savannah, Georgia. It's about seven miles from our office. And um, so, you know, this is one of the reasons why we've, you know, we've been able to start this business is because we had somebody in our own backyard with, you know, 30 years of experience. And the other thing that's so cool, he works with us, you know, he's, very invested in wanting Sapelo to succeed because it's, you know, it's, it's such a beautiful, yeah, I mean, he's really been instrumental in helping us put this together. But he, we love the idea of small batch and just keeping everything very fresh and, mm-hmm. uh, and with high quality control. And so he helps us make um, each batch, you know, we do very, very small batches so that everything is fresh to the consumer. And how do people then find your stuff? Do they go to Sapelo and .com and find it? Or can they find it in stores? Or where do they find it? Well, we're excited because it is growing, and we are seeing that. We're, we're, we're located at really some beautiful high-end retail facilities and some wonderful spas. Uh, we are in uh, the spa at Sea Island, which is about an hour and a half from here, all right. the way across to Seattle, Washington, and Belle Sims. We um, were lucky enough to meet Alyssa Weiss at Travel Beauty in New York City, and she was one of the first people that, that carried us, and she does, um, you know, online, uh, an e-commerce business, and we're really proud to be associated with her in the New York Social Diary. And uh, recently, we were picked up by SaxFifthAvenue.com, so that's very exciting. So we're, so we're growing, and it's very exciting for us. So the best place for a consumer to look is SaxFifthAvenue.com. Is that right? Yes, or TravelBeauty.com. Travel? TravelBeauty.com. Oh, good. Excellent. Okay, that's wonderful. Talk, talk a little bit about always, your packaging because the packaging is really, I mean, it, it, is, it is a product that people are going to want to keep out. Um, unlike, well, and it kind of runs counter to the whole thinking today. As so many people are going to basic um, packaging. <laughs> well, we want it to be authentic, authentically southern, and reflect who we are. And in the South, we monogram everything. So that was a huge. We, we just, we just really love. Uh, we worked with a, a wonderful young woman here, Emily McCarthy, that helped us develop something that we are very proud of, and it certainly reflects you know, who we are and the quality and the beauty of the product. Now talk a little bit about how did you get involved with Pam Baxter, who is the CEO of LVMH Perfumes and Cosmetics for Christian Dior. And she became one of the people who helped you get going. Explain a little bit about that because entrepreneurs wonder, how does that happen? How do I I hook up? You know, I have my little thing. I'm doing it. Now what? And how did that happen for you? You couldn't make this one up, Leslie. I'll tell you, it's just unbelievable. Stephanie and I were in New York, it's a packaging show. 
My son lived there at the time, and I stayed for a few extra days and flew home by myself and sat by a young woman who was heading to Sea Island. I was flying into Savannah. Her name was Maria Beacon at Harvard Business Review. And uh, we just really started sharing stories of our lives and what was going on and what we were doing. And she asked why I was in New York. And I told her that this is three, four, four years ago, four years ago. And um, yeah, and I told her what we were doing and why we were in New York. And she laughed and, you know, come out of Savannah. It is a pretty unique thing to be creating a skincare company out of a, you know, a small southern town. Mm-hmm. And I uh, gave her a business card. And, of course, you know, you do that all the time and you never think you'll hear from anybody again. Right. And uh, within a week, I heard from her and she said, I want to help you on this journey. And uh, when you're in New York, be in touch. And we just developed a relationship. And uh, one day, about a year later, I got an email from her saying, um, please follow the trail and call this number and set up an appointment to meet Pamela Baxter. And wow. I couldn't believe it. For everybody she, out there, uh, Pam Baxter is like <laughs> is like the fairy godmother Oz of beauty. So that she is the, she is the fairy godmother of beauty. And I have to tell you that as I went through the trail of that email and looked at who she was and read those emails, I called Stephanie, who was somewhere in Italy having a big time and I said she was driving the car and I said Stephanie pull over over. (laughs) what I said pull the car over because you are not going to believe where we're going incredible we're going to New York to meet Pamela Baxter you know of Christian Dior and certainly of La Mer fame with Leonard Lauder I mean she's just unbelievable and I will take She's just so anyway, I'll tell you it even gets better because even then, Leslie, I'm thinking, this where can this possibly go? Where you know, we'll meet her, maybe she'll give us a be nice and give us another name somewhere. Right. You just right. don't know. But I'll tell you, as we stood out on fifty eighth street, fifty seventh street, mm-hmm. was it yeah, right there. Mm-hmm. And we looked up at Christian Dior, <laughs> right there on Madison at the corner, these two small town girls. We were early standing on the corner waiting, you know, for the meeting to start. Right. And we looked, we were holding hands. It was just one of those things. Aww. And I thought, you know, and I thought to myself, this will, this may never go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But today, at my age and stage, I am going to take in every single moment. I am not going to forget a thing. I'm going to walk up there and I'm going to look out there and it's just going to be fabulous. I can remember Everybody we saw, and you know, at our age and stage, that's saying something that you can remember. <laughs> can't remember. We I can't remember what I went upstairs for. We that building, and we were just there's her assistant Barbara Kirkland, who is opens her arms wide, just hugs us like she's known us forever. We, you know, and says, "Come in. We can't wait to meet you." We go back in there. Thank goodness they offered us a water. I was I couldn't even speak. I can remember that office. I can remember the artwork. I can remember what Pamela had on, the photos behind her desk. I mean, Stephanie and I were over the moon. But And I thought, I'm never, ever going to forget this. And I thought, we may never hear from her again. Right. And I am so happy to tell you that she has taken us under her wing. We met her, goodness, what, every time we were in New York, we would just stop in and say hello and and talk to her, and she has really said, you know, share everything you're doing. She's introduced us to people. Wow. She's just been an advocate for us. 
she's really mentored every step of the way and shown us about packaging, talked to us about the product, the consistency of the product, the smell of the product, the efficacy oh, interesting. of the product. So she's given you a lot of pointers, a lot of technical pointers, oh, too. Yeah. Stuff that you couldn't, no, I, we can't even believe it. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Wow. She has helped us every step of the way. And, um, you know, she had that, you know, hosted that lovely event for us to meet people in the media. She's just been wonderful. She's been our guardian angel, our fairy godmother. She's been everything for us. So we are, wow. we're forever grateful to her. That's, and that's what I find about being an entrepreneur, which was so surprising after coming out of corporate life, is how generous people are, male mm -hmm. and female, with their time, their effort, you, you definitely think, I mean, I, everybody I meet says, how can I help you? And I'm like, you don't really want to help me. It's like, it's whatever, don't, you know? And they do. I would say 95% all mean it. And they actually follow through. Aren't you shocked? Well, we're shocked. It's the same thing with you, what you did for us the day that we came to New York and bugged you to get a meeting. And you, <laughs> you know, I remember your hair, I remember your hair was up in that ponytail. And you <laughs> We couldn't believe we were sitting with the editor of Moore Magazine. And I mean, that we didn't have a PR agent. We picked up the phone and called you. And we called yes. a lot of people. And yes. you were one of the kind ones that, that opened your office to us. And I can, don't you remember her taking her hair out of that ponytail? And That's so funny. <laughs> you were great. But it is, too, it it is like I found, um, you know, having been in corporate my, most of my life, is that, you know, there were not many times when people offered help. Um, it was always the other way around, and I'm completely shocked and amazed and thrilled at how people offer and follow through when you are reinventing yourself, and people do help. So mm -hmm. let's talk about, um, now, did you guys self-fund, or did you go out and raise money? We are 100% self-funded. So we, Oh, awesome. Know, yeah. yeah. So That's was that a conscious a decision? <laughs> What's that? Very mindful of everything. <laughs> and and is and I guess that's one of the advantages of being older, right? If you're 25 years old, you can't be self-funded, mm -hmm. right? That's that's correct. Yeah. We yeah. So talk about what obstacles do women face when reinventing, and then what advantages or disadvantages older women have. Well, I think I mean I I think we all agree that there are obstacles to being older because there is ageism. I mean, it exists. Yeah. I mean, we, yes. particularly in the beauty industry. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it, it really is, it really is hard. Um, but then, you know, on the, you know, the wisdom, and, and it's a cliche, but it's true. I mean, the wisdom that comes with age, um, we do enjoy the journey. We enjoy the journey and we have down days. There's no doubt about it. Um, but, I think also we're going to be successful because so many things just don't bother us. If we get a rejection, if we get yeah. criticism, someone will call us and say, I have a suggestion and we don't want your feelings, you know, to be hurt. And we're like, nothing, we're not hurt. You're not going to hurt our feelings. We're here to make the sap, to spread the word of Sapelo. <clears throat> and anything that helps us get there, we embrace it. Um, and so I think there, you know, I heard a quote the other day about knowledge versus wisdom. And I think that is one of the things about age. I mean, some people, you know, wisdom does come with age. People, you know, there are wise people that are, can, I know people are born with wisdom, but 
I do feel that Cindy and I, we just, you know, we have a lot of experience and um, it's been very, very helpful. Yeah, I think you definitely learn so much. I know I don't react and freak out anymore. I've been through, you know, anything can go wrong. I just don't freak out like I used to. I used to have heart attacks on a daily basis. And now it's like, all right, I'll get through this. I've gotten through worse. It didn't go my way, but whatever. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, you just do, you do something else. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the things that, you know, when things slow down or things aren't working out, you know, I'll mm -hmm. say to Cindy, okay, we ha let's make let's let's make something happen. I mean, yes. one of the things that I found really interesting in the last five years is if you know, there'll there'll be a day we're standing in the office and we're looking at each other. I mean, we're like, what we okay, doing? what do we do? <laughs> right. And, you right. Know, one thing that we've learned is that action creates action. That pebble yes. in the pond, and sometimes there may be a, an event that's, you know, available to you that you don't want to go to or a trade show or yes. someone's offered you something and you're looking at each other going, this is just going to cost money and perhaps it's just not going to be very useful or we're not going to get anything out of it. And you can, I, every single time something amazing comes out of it. And so we've just learned that we have to create our own, our own energy, our own action um, you be just that moving forward, pushing forward, you know, create energy, do something to create um, something good to come, come into to Sapelo. Yes. No. And I, and I think I learned that too. That was the most interesting thing coming out of corporate life. Corporate life is like a big rushing stream. You just parachute in and you just get in the flow and it's constantly going. And if you're, if you're out sick or you're traveling or it just keeps going without you that it just has its own momentum doing your own mm -hmm. thing. I love that analogy. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. An entrepreneur every day, it's starting over. <laughs> there's, there's no well, momentum. You know, and sometimes <laughs> we'll just pick up the phone and we'll just call people and say, <laughs> we need help. And they'll go, well, what kind of help? And we go, we don't know what kind of help we need. Right. Help. Can we just tell you where we are? Can you help us in any way? Do you know someone? Do you right. have a contact somewhere? Um, and, Sometimes you just have to pick up the phone and ask for help that you don't even know you need or contact you don't even know you need. Yes. Um, but you just, yeah. So in um, closing, ladies, two things. First of all, what does Sapelo mean? Sapelo is a barrier Sapelo. island. Sorry, I keep calling it Sapelo. My bad. Sapelo. Well, think, about, think about Tupelo, honey. Do you know that? Tupelo. That okay. Tupelo? Okay. Ron Webb. But Sapelo is a barrier island that is just off the coast of Georgia. And when we were trying to, we wanted something that certainly reflected the area that we are, our geographical area where we live. But it's untouched. It's pristine. It's beautiful. And um, we just felt like that it was the perfect. We love the way it sounded. We love the, the idea of cre creating something around it. And um, a lot of people do think twice about how to say it and we find that interesting too we love it so we want oh, to, we how want funny everybody. that's hysterical we do we, we want we want everybody to be thinking sapelo so we uh, all right we thought it was beautiful now what i like to do is leave my listeners with actual tips that they can take away and use in their lives tonight or tomorrow to get their reinvention going so what words of wisdom do you have do you have three tips between the two of you about well i'll take one that I try to do. 
is that I do not take it. In other words, if some if I call somebody and like we're asking them to help us or I ask them to see us, or I try not to take it personally. I really try to separate it and not let it affect me and so that I won't continue on. And even to today, as a matter of fact, we hang up with you, we're going to be calling people that in the past have either not returned our email or they said, no, I can't see you, just to say, is today a good time? You know, we just, we just don't take it personally. You have to keep moving forward even when you hear the word, you know, I can't, it's not a good fit for us today or whatever. And I think that that is, um, for me, my number one tip of, you know, trying to move this business forward. Leslie, I would say if you're a collaborative person to find a partner, partnerships are, they can, they're, they're wonderful. Um, you know, Cindy and I have a partnership that works. I, I think, I can't even imagine one being better, but we help each other through the good times and the bad times. We celebrate together. You know, we help each other when, when things are slow. One person's down, it lifts the other person. Um, so I would say partnerships are important. So if someone's thinking about getting a partner, I think it's, it's, it can be very positive. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is I, I'm one of those people, I love the inspirational posters and sayings and all that sort of thing. And so people send me inspirational stuff, quotes. I have them all over my office. Oh. And one of the things that, um, and I, some, one of them speaks to me every day when I walk in my office. But my daughter-in-law sent me a list of 10 inspirational quotes. And one of them was, expect something wonderful to happen today. And I can't, when Cindy and I are having a bad day, that's the <laughs> I one love I'll that. say to her. I'll say, Cindy, expect something wonderful to happen today. And I promise you, she does do that. It, it actually so works. And, 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 and I say, I told you so. And then you know what I say to that when she says it? <laughs> I take a deep breath and I go, okay, let's adjust and move forward. And it's so that we, that we have forward. working together with her has been amazing. It we we've had such a good time. We have laughed together, cried together. You know, uh, it's just fun. It really is fun, and it's, it, to me, it's what it's all about because it is. You know, it's 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 our journey. It's your journey. You only have one life, and you really have to make the most out of it. And if you can't spend it with people that you you know enjoy sharing something like this with and we're going to make it Leslie I'm telling you 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 keep us on your radar because we are not giving up we are going to keep mm -hmm. moving forward and you can you know I think come. you've already made it look, look <laughs> where you are it's pretty great so we well, will have our, uh, say, our our members uh, go in and check out your stuff and uh, I will find a way to get some pictures of it into the Covey uh, newsletter when we launch in February so Leslie, thank you, ladies, so and I so appreciate you taking the time. We admire you, and, and we have admired you for years, and this is a huge honor. Thank you so much for your confidence in us and for helping us along the way. Well, and thank you for what you're doing for women and entrepreneurs. Amen. I mean, the Covey Club is just is just one of the the many tools and support you know mechanisms. We love it. Thank you so much. Good. Awesome. Thanks, ladies. I want to thank everybody for joining us here at the CubbyCast, and I hope you enjoyed this great talk about these two wonderful ladies who brought their own perspective to the beauty business. 
never having been in beauty, which is a really tough business, and how they're making it at the high end. I hope that you'll listen to the other Cubbycasts that are out there if you're interested in reinventing yourself. I hope that if you enjoy the Cubbycast and it's helpful to you, that you will give us some rating stars. That's the only way that other people find out about us, um, either on iTunes or Podbean. Both places would be great. Pass along to your friends. We want to be helpful to everybody. I am trying to cover reinvention from every angle imaginable so that every woman out there has an idea in her back pocket because we just don't know what's going to happen to us going forward. And we have this fabulous long life. And why shouldn't you live it maximum and do all those things you want to do and make your dreams come true? And there are so many women out there who are just making it happen. So you can be one of them too. I fully believe that. And I hope that you'll find the tips and tricks here uh, helpful. And I would also love to hear from you if you have any ideas of people who are great reinventors who I should interview. And I hope you'll join the Covey Club. You can reach me at leslie, L-E-S-L-E-Y, at coveyclub.com. And it's C-O-V-E-Y club.com. And we'd love to hear from you. So take care until next time. Thank you for joining us.